The NHL draft is tonight. We have some final thoughts before the Islanders pick. The schedule has been released for the coming season. We'll break down the highlights and some potential trouble for Ilya Sorokin and other Russian hockey players. All that and more coming up on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sar tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We have a busy show today. The NHL draft is tonight. But first, uh, let's talk a little bit about if you've got something any uh, if you've got something Islanders related on your mind, feel free to email the show. And we have a, a listener email today. The email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from. Uh, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings throughout this very important offseason. We've got the draft covered, free agency, trade rumors, new assistant coaches, which we talked about yesterday, all that throughout the offseason right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Uh, we're going to start with the schedule because the league did release it uh, yesterday and the New York Islanders uh, will open the 2022-2023 NHL campaign at home against the Florida Panthers who uh, won the President's Trophy a year ago. After last year, where they started with a 13-game road trip, the Isles have a four-game homestand to open up this season. The Panthers on Thursday, October 13th. The Ducks on October 15th. That's a Saturday. The Sharks are in town on October 18th. And then the Devils on the 20th. So those are the first four games. Now, it gets a little bit tough late in the month of October. I think that is sort of the toughest, maybe, run of the year. Road games against Tampa Bay, who represented the Eastern Conference in the Stanley Cup Final. Florida, who won the President's Trophy. The Rangers, who were in, you know, made a nice deep playoff run as well at home. Then visiting Carolina, who won the division this past year. And then home for the defending Stanley Cup 
champion Colorado Avalanche. Those are the last five games on the schedule in October, so that is not going to be easy. 15 back-to-back -back games this year. Now, they had 20 a year ago. The concern, 15 is still a pretty high number, and realistically speaking, uh, if the Islanders again have an older roster, and we certainly expect that they will, uh, we have to uh, understand that the back-to-back -back games may be a big issue for them, especially as we get later on into the season and the 30-something guys start to feel fatigued a little bit more uh, because of the busy schedule. Now, look, this year's schedule is not compressed like last year's was. There was a scheduled Olympic break. You had all the COVID game cancellations. We are not looking at that, hopefully, this year. But, uh, again, 15 back-to-back -back games, nothing to sneeze at. Another weird thing about this year's schedule uh, Islanders meeting their biggest rival, the Rangers, only three times, and all of them come early in the year. The only time the New York Rangers are visiting the UBS Arena this year, October 26th. Then November 8th, the Islanders are at Madison Square Garden, and then they're at the Garden again December 22nd. And you know what? That's it. No more Islanders-Rangers games after... Uh, December 22nd, and only three all year. Uh, and also only three matchups with the Devils this year. Quite honestly, uh, a little bit of a, of a disappointment, to say the least, uh, with regard to that. Now, down the stretch, as we uh, look at that, the Islanders will close out the season with three of their final four games at home, Tampa Bay on Thursday, April 6th, Philadelphia on Saturday, April 8th, a road game on April 10th, that's a Monday, in our nation's capital, and then Wednesday, April 12th, the Islanders will close out the upcoming 2022-2023 season by hosting the Montreal Canadiens. So, uh, go to the Islanders website or the NHL website to get the complete schedule. You obviously have uh, a few West Coast road trips, as the Islanders do every year in December. You have the uh, Arizona-Vegas-Colorado road trip. You go uh, New Year's Day, which is a Sunday. The Islanders will be in Seattle then they'll be in Vancouver, Edmonton, and Calgary. Those are four games between January 1st and January 6th. Then they come back uh, for a five-game homestand from January 10th to January 18th. Again, just a lot of, uh, of great games on your schedule. Start marking your calendar. March, by the way, uh, a California road trip, March 14th in L.A., March 15th in Anaheim, March 18th in San Jose. So those are just a few of the highlights for this year's schedule and some of the, you know, anomalies like only facing both the uh, Rangers and Devils three times this year. I, I really, you know, 
there are disadvantages certainly to the uh, unbalanced schedule that the league used to have, but when the Islanders are facing the Rangers six, seven times a year, I love that. I, I just think that's great hockey. But when you're not playing every team home and road at least once, I have a problem with that too. So uh, I guess you have to give and take a little bit when it comes to the schedule. But the schedule is out. That gets my juices flowing. I am preparing right now, starting to mark my calendar and that is exciting. We have got a lot more to discuss. The draft coming up. We've got a listener email uh, concerning the Ilya Sorokin situation. we got that plus our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. These are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious coconut brownie puffs are here for only a limited time. So go to Built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. And all Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So eat something that tastes good and is good for you. Delicious coconut, rich sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing and get fantasizing and get to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built puffs right now go to built.com use promo code lock 15 to get 15 percent off your order that's promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com thanks for making locked on islanders your first listen every day the nhl draft is tonight and our team of local hosts and draft experts are breaking it down with insights and analysis for every first round pick Subscribe to Locked On NHL and to Locked On Islanders on YouTube for all the latest breakdowns on the NHL draft and more. And I will be hosting the network's coverage for draft night. So make sure you join us for that. I have an email right now from Matt. And uh, Matt, thank you for the email. Hey, Gil, I know you'll be busy with the draft, but I was wondering if you have any insight on the whole situation with Russian players. I've been seeing a lot of talk about it, and it appears Ilya Sorokin may be over there for the summer. How concerned should we be about this? Well, Matt, again, thank you for the email, and I'm concerned. Uh, Not panicked yet, but here's the situation. Look, I don't like to discuss politics. This is a hockey podcast, but sometimes politics does get in the way of the game we love, and that's what's happening now. By law, every Russian citizen between the ages of 18 and 27 is supposed to serve at least one year in the Russian military. And athletes, professional athletes, they're not exempt from that requirement. If you are considered a draft dodger in Russia, you can face up to two years of imprisonment and a fine of up to 200,000 Russian rubles. Now, that's not worth a lot of money anymore with all the sanctions, but I digress. Uh, 
Philadelphia Flyers prospect Ivan Fedotov was accused of evading the draft this past weekend. He was detained and sent to a Russian naval base way up north, and the Flyers are, quote-unquote, investigating the reports, but that's all we know. So, we don't know yet what's going to happen. We know Fedotov terminated his contract early with his KHL team, CSKA Moscow, and that the owner of that team is very close to uh, Russian dictator Vladimir Putin, so there may be something specific with that. But here's the deal. Ilya Sorokin, 26, he'll be 27 in August. He is in Russia right now. We know that much based on some uh, social media photographs that were put up. So, right now, we do not know whether or not Ilya Sorokin will have uh, an easy time returning to Long Island for the start of training camp in September. Uh, we, we know that Sorokin left his Russian team on good terms, as opposed to what happened with Fedotov, but at the same time, you know, Sorokin may be drafted. Now, Simeon Varlamov, older, we don't know where he is right now. He usually spends the summers uh, in the United States, but we don't know that for sure. He often trains in Texas, but Varlamov is also older than the draft age in Russia. So the question becomes, are there visa issues that are going to pop up? Would Sorokin be drafted? Again, can't say, don't know, but could politics get in the middle of things and cause some issues for Ilya Sorokin and a lot of Russian hockey players who are under contract to NHL teams, but are between the ages of 18 and 27, they could. I'm not panicked about it yet, but yes, I am concerned. And we just have to hope that it does not become uh, anything more than that uh, when we get a little bit closer. So we'll keep you posted. But as of right now, we know Ilya Sorokin is in Russia and that he is subject to possibly being uh, drafted to serve in the war in Ukraine and the Russian invasion of that country. So we have to see what happens and, you know, uh, keep an eye on it. But hopefully, hopefully, it does not become an issue for the New York Islanders. Meanwhile, you know, the draft fast approaching, and hopefully, hopefully, the Islanders, I think I really want them to use their pick. That, to me, is the more prudent way to go, but whether they do that or not remains to be seen. My personal preference is to, to, to target a defenseman, a puck 
moving defenseman in this draft. And that would be with the 13th overall pick. And, you know, it's tough. Again, Russian players in this draft, we don't know about their availability because they are usually between the ages of 18 and 27. So, you know, that has to be taken into consideration. It's a little bit more of a gamble. But Pavel uh, Mintyukov, definitely a possibility uh, to be a defenseman. We've talked about Kevin Korchinski, one of the better puck-moving defensemen in this draft. And then one other name out there, Leon Bischel. Uh, big guy, 6'5", 216, but the offensive tools, not as good, really, at this stage in his career uh, as some of the other players. So, you know, to me, I wouldn't be disappointed with him, but Korchinski would be a, a, a better choice in my mind uh, out of those three, but it remains to be seen what the Islanders do, and they still could go forward uh, at 13 if they don't trade the pick. I think the Islanders see who falls and go with the best player available. But to me, and we talked about this a little bit on yesterday's show, the biggest need really is that puck-moving defenseman. Uh, Not just because they need that help at the NHL level. Any player you draft this year, not going to play in the NHL for a year, two, maybe even three. But because the organization doesn't have as much depth uh, and Thomas, uh, Tommy from Brooklyn sent an email, which I uh, answered, and it went over this, among other things. So, yeah, I, I think that there are more forward prospects than defense prospects. The top three uh, prospects in the Islanders organization right now are all forwards. Out of the top ten, there's only two defensemen, and one of them is Bodie Wild, and we know, and we've discussed his issues during last year, and We see what happens going forward. But if a great forward who the Islanders have listed as a top 10 guy falls to them at 13 and he's the best player available, I would not at all be surprised if the Islanders and Lou Lamorello pounce on that player. And I think that would be the right thing to do. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and some final thoughts on the draft. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. This episode is brought to you by your friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So, Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Now, you could save time and money when using Rock Auto, so why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years, and they have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even a new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box so they know we sent you? Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. 
Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. Uh, tomorrow, the uh, 8th, would have been the 72nd birthday of former Islanders center Doug Rombaugh. Rombaugh, unfortunately, passed away several years ago, uh, far too young. Originally drafted in the 8th round in 1970 by the Buffalo Sabres, made his NHL debut with Buffalo during the 72-73 season, and was traded to the Islanders midway through 1973-74. Stayed with the Isles for the first half of the 74-75 season and was then dealt to the Minnesota North Stars uh, as part of the pair of trades that saw the Islanders acquire J.P. Parise and Jude Druan. He was out of the NHL for good after the 75-76 season, played uh, two more years in the minors before hanging up his skates, Rombaugh, big guy, 6'3", 200 pounds, more of a defensive forward in the NHL, kind of a two-way guy, had some offensive skill, could score in the AHL, was a consistent 20-goal, 50-60 point scorer in the minors, but in 150 NHL games, 24 goals, 51 points, and 80 penalty minutes, never did play in a postseason game in his NHL career. We go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders, March 24th, 1974. The Omni in Atlanta, the Atlanta Flames, the team that came into the league with the Islanders facing the Isles. Phil Meir, the goalie for Atlanta. Jerry Desjardins, the netminder for the Islanders. Billy McMillan. In the penalty box for the Islanders for high sticking, the Flames take the early lead. Jacques Richard is 24th from Bobby Leiter and Tom Lysiak at 10.45. Isles down, 1-0. But the Islanders bounce back. Two and a half minutes later, Billy McMillan, his fourth from Burt Marshall and Billy Harris. That ties the game at one. Then a minute, 19 seconds later, Ralph Stewart, his 21st. Jerry Hart and Tom Miller with the assist at 14:39. Islanders ahead 2-1. Flames goalie Phil Meir called for interference. The Islanders go to the power play and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Doug Rombaugh, his eighth from Ralph Stewart and Dennis Potvan at 18:32. After one period, Isles 3 and the Atlanta Flames 1. Flames cut it to a one-goal game. Bobby Leiter from Pat Quinn, the future coach uh, of the the Philadelphia Flyers, among other teams. That goal coming at 649, it's Isles 3 and the Flames 2. But the Islanders get another power play chance in the second period with uh, Jacques Richard off for elbowing Doug Rombaugh, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his second of the game, ninth of the year. Dennis Potvin and Ralph Stewart with the assist 4-2 Isles. John Stewart of Atlanta, an unassisted goal, his 18th at 16-16. That makes it a one-goal game. And then Al McDonough ties it for Atlanta at 18:50 of the second, his 22nd. Tom Lysiak and Noel Price with the assists. But in the final minute, just 22 seconds after the McDonough goal for Atlanta, Bobby Nystrom, his 20th, first time he reached that milestone in the NHL. Jean Potvin and Dave Hudson with the helpers. Islanders up by a goal, 5-4 to four after two periods in the third. The Islanders get the clincher. Dennis Potvin is 15th from Billy Harris and 
Our Islanders' birthday of the day, Doug Rombaugh. Islanders win it 6-4, 32 saves for Jerry Desjardins. Flames out shooting the Islanders 36-32. But our Islanders' birthday of the day, Doug Rombaugh, two goals, one assist. He had five shots on goal, which tied him for the team lead with, lead with Ralph Stewart. And one of his goals, uh, basically, uh, excuse me, both of his goals, coming on the power play. So uh, we wish Doug Rombaugh a very happy birthday in heaven. Unfortunately, he left us far too soon. But he is our Islanders' birthday of the day. Draft is tonight. Really looking forward to seeing what the Islanders end up doing. I think that this is going to be a pivotal few weeks. The month of July, let's say. Going to be very important for the Islanders. Not only are we concerned tonight about the draft and what the Islanders do, who they select. you got to consider the possibility of some of those hockey-related trades we've heard Lou Lamorello talk so much about. Well, some of those trades can be made either tonight and or tomorrow at the draft, and we'll see what happens with that. So we'll keep an eye on the trade situation, and uh, hopefully the Islanders, if they make them, make some good ones to bring in, whether it's the goal scorer or the puck-moving defenseman or moving out some salary cap or adding some draft picks. There are so many directions this team can go in, and we're going to have it all for you. Listen to the show tomorrow, and uh, certainly follow us live on Locked On NHL as we break down all the picks from around the league. We'll have all that and more tomorrow and tonight. Uh, on Locked On NHL, and of course, on Locked On Islanders. want to thank everyone again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. That does it for this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the draft tonight. And, of course, let's go Islanders.